0: Most of us know Ernest Rutherford as the New Zealander who split the atom, but many don't know about the challenges he faced getting to it. With us now is author Maria Gill, who has written a picture book, a beautiful picture book, I've got it in front of me right now, a picture book about Ernest Rutherford called Ernest Rutherford, Just an Ordinary Boy. Kia ora, Maria. Kia ora, and tina
1: koutou katoa everyone who's listening.
0: I'm turning the page because on the first page there's this wonderful description which I'd like to begin our conversation by reading. Could I do that?
1: Absolutely, yes please.
0: (laughs) Firstly, there's a page that has this beautiful sentence, curiosity exists in all of us. And then this paragraph, an ordinary country boy from Nelson, New Zealand would one day make major discoveries about how old earth was and answer centuries-old questions such as what are atoms made of and how do they work? Ernest Rutherford's three major discoveries, and many minor ones, helped shape much of modern science. His work began an explosion of discoveries around matter and physics. That's a great opening to a book. How did this all start for you, Maria? Well,
1: I actually got an email from uh, Professor John Campbell, a professor at um, the University of Canterbury, and it asked if I had written about Sir Ernest Rutherford, and I hadn't. And I thought, oh, it's about time someone did. So I checked with other publishers to see if any of my other fellow writers were writing a book on Ernest Rutherford, and none of them were. So I then pitched it to Upstart, and they were very keen um, to do a book. And so I, it was quite fortuitous. At the same time, Christchurch Art Centre was uh, had put out um, applications for people to to commit to their um, residency for three months, and so I applied for it. And um, because the uh, Art Centre Residency Department is practically above the Rutherford's den. It's just a little bit around the corner from it. And uh, so it was a perfect opportunity to go there, soak in the atmosphere of where Ernest Rutherford had gone to university, have a look at the den where he did his experiments and sit in the lecture halls where he listened to lectures and even just roam the streets that he roamed on his way to university. So it really gave me a feeling for writing the book, and it was yeah, it was just a fantastic opportunity.
0: What was it about Ernest Rutherford's story that inspired you to create the book?
1: Well, I think what really stood out was the fact that he uh, failed three times to get a scholarship, and in those days, especially with such a large family, he had 12 brothers and sisters. Uh, his parents weren't uh, ultra poor, but they were poor enough that they couldn't send um, their boys, because in those days only the boys tended to go to university or high school, and they couldn't afford to send them. You had to pay to go to high school in those days. And so his only chance of going on to um, high school, Nelson College, uh, was to um, apply for a scholarship, and he failed. And so he works hard um, the next year and, and applies again, and he gets in, goes to uh the um, college for quite a few years because he fails again when he um, applies for a scholarship to go to university, to Canterbury University, which was called a college back then. And uh, again, he tries really hard, works really hard again for a year and uh, gets it, goes to the university and um, pa- actually passes quite a few um, ex- uh, not Sam's degrees and uh and then he he wanted the opportunity to go and work with some of the greats around the world, and so he applied for a scholarship and he could have gone to europe, could have gone to england canada and um and he doesn't get it uh, and it goes to another New Zealander who uh one of the rules was that you had to give up any jobs and just do the scholarship and do the research in the overseas um, research lab. And this fellow couldn't because he had just got married, had had a young baby, and he couldn't, give up, couldn't afford to give up the job. So this is quite a few months later that Ernest Rutherford, he's actually digging a, a potato patch for his mother at the time, and his brother runs out and tells him, you've got it. <laughs> it was a telegram telling him that um, he now had the scholarship to go to uh, England. And that's where he worked with, you know, many famous scientists and then went on to Canada. And there yeah, he made some really big discoveries. And But he continued on. Even through the war, he was making discoveries and 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 afterwards as well.
0: Why a picture book to tell Rutherford's story?
1: Uh, Well, actually, I first started off as a a historical junior fiction, but I made up uh, dialogue and um, thoughts, and I was working with an expert because I'm not a scientific person, so I wanted to make sure that the science was correct, and and, uh, Professor John Campbell has uh, written uh, the book on Ernest Rutherford, and he said whenever I... (laughs) had dialogue. He said, this is supposition. You know, How can you know he thought that or how can you know he said that? And I was doing that because I wanted to um, really draw the children into the story. And so it wasn't working for him. And so I told the publisher and they said, well, what about a non-fiction book? So then I wrote it as a children's non-fiction book. But the science was so complicated. Um, every time I tried to make it so that children would understand um it it was just really difficult trying to get a ground where it it was easy for children to understand. So I then said to the um, publisher, how about, a bit like Ernest Rutherford, third time lucky, I said, how about I do it as a um, creative nonfiction picture book? And they said, Mm. done, let's do that. And I'd worked with Alistair um, Hughes, uh, on two other books, and he's got a beautiful watercolor style. And I thought he would be perfect. He's very good at drawing um, people as well. So he, the colors he's brought out in the book uh, are just stunning. So, and he said it. It's, he he believes it's his best book yet. So, yeah, I'm really proud of what he's achieved, and you know what we've done together, and with the help of our expert as well.
0: <laughs> well, this this is um you're just leading me into this page that I've really enjoyed finding. Earn is remembered for being one of the greatest scientists. Ernest Rutherford is to the atom and Albert Einstein is to relativity. What Charles Darwin is to evolution. Isaac Newton is to mechanics. Marie Curie is to radiation. And it's a beautiful double page spread with their portraits done in, in, as you say, this watercolour style.
1: Yes. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's actually a quote from um, Dr John Campbell But I changed it so that there would be a female scientist in there as well Because I'm always wanting to make sure that you know uh, females are recognised for their science Because the next book I will write will be about a New Zealand sci- uh, female scientist So that's why I brought in Marie Curie as well
0: What's the message that you want kids to take away from the book?
1: Not give up um, uh Ernest Rutherford did not give up um three times, you know, and he had other obstacles but that I wasn't appropriate to bring out in a picture book uh and he just never let them uh overcome him. he just focused on working really hard he yes he never 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 give up and persevere and we we 're going to uh launch the book in. Two places in the South Island, if people are interested in going to it. One of them is at Rutherford's Den, which is very appropriate, on the 4th of March. 4pm and people are very welcome to come along and uh, Alistair and I are going to meet for the first time because even though we've uh, worked together on three books we've never actually met. So we're going to be launching that together and I'm going to do a science experiment as well. And then we're going to do it uh, again at Nelson um, Provincial Museum on the 13th of March at 5.30 and people are very welcome to come along to that as well. So if they would like to buy a signed copy or just hear us read it aloud, um, it would be lovely for people to come along.
0: Now, I note that the book refers to Ernest Rutherford as Earn. What's the background to that?
1: Oh, that's what they call him in his family. It was, um, you know, his childhood name, his uh, nickname.
0: I've just had a text in that says his mother was a maths teacher.
1: She was. He actually learned how to do the 12 times table before he started school. (laughs) Would you believe it?
0: That's impressive.
1: It is. And all his brothers and sisters as well. They were all very bright, and um, a few of them did uh, get scholarships. I think two or three of them got scholarships and went on to uh, high school. But um, Ernest was the only one to go on to university, and it was purely because they... We were not able to get the scholarship to carry on, and uh, quite a few of them would have loved to have gone on to um to you know to go to university. One of his sisters um went to the nelson um yeah to high school and then became a teacher because she wasn't able to go on to university, so they were a very bright family, and a lot of that would have come from his their mother schooling them, making sure that they could read before they started school and learned their um, knew their twelve times table.
0: And dig in the garden, and, yes, and fetch eggs the from the chooks.
1: Yes, they had a lot of chores, which um, you would have had all big families would have had in those days, because they um, had a, quite a very large orchard and um, cattle as well. And um, in fact, there's a very funny story, which is not in the picture book, but uh, he because uh, he's always devising ways of. Um, you know, make life simpler. And uh, one time he uh, tied um, some, he made a sledge, he had a sledge, and he put a whole lot of uh, branches on it because he had, used to have to bring in firewood each night. And um, the poor cow, and he tied it to the end of a cow because he had to also bring them in to get milk. And the poor cows, um, uh, the wood got stuck in going over a, oh, going through a little bridge. And um the poor cow's tail actually came off <laughs> and he was in big trouble with his dad when his dad found out um what had happened.
0: I love it. Now I've just had it I've had two texts come in from the same person. My grandmother was Alice Rutherford and she was also a teacher. She was one year younger than Ernest. Good to hear a new oh. book. That's from Enid Wardle. Thank you, Enid. Oh, I love you. Isn't that great? Lovely,
1: yes, lovely for her to call, call in.
0: Now let's, before we go, acknowledge that you've written sixty books. Now is that correct? Yes, it's probably a little bit more than that. I've sort of lost count, but yes, it's round about that. (laughs) And you've also received the Margaret Mayhew Medal for your work.
1: Yes, I was. um, That was a real honour to receive that from Storylines
0: thinking about the topic and the theme that you've touched on a number of times about not giving up, what is it that brings you back to writing?
1: Uh, I, I started off being a teacher and I, I, to me this is a, an even better way of empowering kids because uh, otherwise as a teacher you're empowering kids one classroom at a time but as a writer you can empower you know thousands of kids with your words, whether, um, and I write non-fiction books, whether it's um, empowering them to be environmentally aware, or I've written a lot of biography books that I hope will empower kids to go for their dreams or not give up, and um, and also um, a few volcano-type books, so they know how to be in disaster books, so they know how to be safe uh, in a disaster, which New Zealand and it sounds like uh, Thursday and Friday is going to be pretty awful for people um, in Hawke's Bay and Gisborne again which I, my heart goes out to them what they're going through um, yeah, so I'm, and that's my dream is to write books that empower kids so that they're aware and that they're empowered and, and inspired
0: It's a great dream and I want to congratulate you on this book because I know that it's been written for children but I absolutely enjoyed reading it Oh, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you, very much. Have thank a lovely you. night, Maria. Thanks so much for your time tonight.